today on the Scott Thompson Show on 900 CHML. All right. Uh, you know, we certainly talked a lot about COVID-19 over the course of the last uh, several months and certainly have talked about uh, mental illness and how it has affected people, which is why you should get out and enjoy a great day like it is today. And and obviously, uh, every uh, every age, every demographic, every walk of life, uh, uh, it seems that uh, is suffering in some way, is, is trying to deal with the ongoing anxiety and what happens, at least with the U.S. election, things are starting to settle down there, and, and hopefully that'll curb the anxiety a bit. But lots of kids have been using the kids help phone which is great and they've seen uh, obviously demand uh, excel over the pandemic just people reaching out and needing help kids no different Um, but what happens when the counselors that are counseling the kids need some counseling Uh, obviously due to increased services uh, now the counselors are getting burnt out and a situation that uh, is being reported now uh, in the CBC with the kids help phone is that uh, they're being pressured to keep it moving keep going along how long do you spend with somebody who needs your help I mean it's you know is it like when you're uh, telemarketing do you keep them on the phone so long and then go to the next one or can you do that with somebody who uh, who needs your help like this? Uh, let's bring in Chantel Goldsmith, partner uh, Sam Furo to Markin LLP, and is uh, and is with us now. Chantel, thanks for the time. Hope you're doing well. Thanks, Scott. Thanks for having me. Uh, I am enjoying this beautiful weather, like you said, and I hope you had the opportunity this weekend as well. Oh, we have to when you get when you never know because soon the snow is going to fly. So, what do you do, Chantel, when the counselors need counseling? So this is a big issue. Burnout is a real fact that can happen, especially for counselors who are in positions that are having difficult conversations with children. It's something that they're not having the opportunity to go to their colleagues and and have the roundtable about um, a difficult call they may have just had. A lot of them are, and most of them, I think, are working remotely. And with these new efficiency metrics and tracking systems that are in place, it's, it's becoming even more difficult for them. And their union's not being there to support them, it sounds. So they're getting pressure to, I guess, obviously try to help as many people as quickly as possible, just whip them through. Is that the case here? That, that's what it sounds like to me. It sounds like they're trying to get as many um, calls through the door as possible. They're, there's um, issues with long conversations, getting the supervisors um texting those counselors saying what's going on with these calls why is it taking so long things like that that's a that's a big issue and they're going to be going off on things like stress leaves or other medical leaves of absence from the anxiety that this is causing them and it's not going to be doing anybody um any help it's not going to be supporting the children and it's not going to be supporting the employees or even um the kids help phone directly anyways as their employer how do you gauge how much time to spend with someone who's in a crisis I don't think you can. I think it has to be on a case-by-case basis. It depends on the nature of, of, of the crisis itself. I don't think you can put a timeline on that kind of stuff. Is try, and, and it sounds like they are. They're trying to, most of the time, these kind of efficiency softwares are, are things for actual call centers. So if you're calling into your bank, for example, or, or things like that. So when, when it comes to counseling sessions, I don't think that there should be something like this in place. It, it sounds like it's, it's taking away from what the service actually should be providing. Is management or is management privy to these calls? Are they listening in to see exactly what the counselor is doing or if they're wasting their time per se, as they're saying or suggesting? 
um, how do you how do you judge that? How do you judge that? Or can you? Yeah, so most of the time, their management is able to listen into the, the calls to ensure that there is, um, as long as privacy isn't being breached and the individuals mm-hmm. being told that they may be listening in, they want to ensure that the counselor is doing what they're supposed to be doing, like being an effective counselor for, for the child they're speaking with. I think it does come down on a case-by-case basis. So like I said, I don't think you can be doing something like this and, and put a timeline on it, like a five-minute timeline on, on being able to provide support. It really is individual to that individual who's calling in. And and is this just uh, uh, just an over demand? I mean, obviously during the pandemic, the the demand has gone through the roof. Is that what this is about, or has this been an ongoing scenario? Well, my understanding is that this came into place in late um, 2019, so it was actually before the pandemic even started that they were tracking the counselors. So it doesn't appear that it's demand based. So where where would you take this? What would uh, what would a counselor or someone who is is feeling this stress do? What recourse would they have? Well, they have to go to their union because they're a unionized employer. So they have to put pressure on the union to advocate on their behalf. Um, they're part of OPSU. And OPSU is generally a very good advocate on behalf of their members. So that's really where they need to push the envelope. So then OPSU would then have um, conversations with management to try and, and, and fix this or rectify the situation for the employees. If the counselors are really feeling that burnout, uh, they may have um, disability leave through through Kids Help Home that they'd be able to, to utilize. And if they have a doctor's note that allows them to go off on a medical leave of absence during this period of time. And obviously there must be a shortage of counselors, especially during a time like this. That's obviously at the root of this problem, no? It, it, that could be it, um, a shortage of counselors. But my understanding is they were hiring a bunch of new counselors during this period. So that. I don't know if it's necessarily um, a shortage of counselors or too much um, an influx in calls or more so that they're just trying to make it seem like a more efficiently run uh, corporation or employer. Can you uh, use the same criteria to run a helpline as they do, say, a call center, where obviously the more you put through, the more sales you make, the better? You can, but and it appears that's what they're trying to do, but I don't think that that uh, makes for an efficient service in this kind of situation. Do you think this is going to get a lot of attention just simply because of where we are at with this pandemic? I do, and I think that children's mental health is becoming a bigger and bigger issue. And uh, we're seeing the fact that children do suffer with mental health illnesses just the same way as adults do, and even more so at times because of bullying and other things that um, come into play. So with, with COVID, it, it's added another level to the need to support these, these children, and they're a the vulnerable population. We need to take care of them. Chantel Goldsmith has been with his partner at Sumfuro Tamarkin LLP Kids Help Phone, uh, obviously having issues with counselors who are burning out. Chantel, thanks for the time. Much appreciated. Be well. My pleasure. Have a great day, Scott. The Scott Thompson Show, weekdays from noon to 3 on 900 CHML.